Right, the time now, 25 minutes to nine on Radio Veritas, and it's a wonderful morning here in Johannesburg. I hope it's also a wonderful morning down in Cape Town. Good morning, good morning, Keenan Williams. Good morning, Father. Um, it is, uh, it's actually raining now. Um, it was a bit overcast earlier on, but it started to rain, so it's good for the gardens, and it's good for us as well. Absolutely. Well, I hope it's raining near the catchment area, or in the catchment area too. That's where you I need. hope so as well. I stay very far away from that. It's a, you need it so desperately down there. Definitely. Kieran, lo- lovely talking to you and Happy New Year to you. And the very same to you. I hope that uh, Radio Veritas grows from strength to strength. Uh, and uh, hopefully Signal will be able to be reached in Cape Town as well in the, in the near future. Well, we said you can reach us. We reach Cape Town on DSTV, but not on medium wave. I'm afraid that's a bit too far for us. But DSTV, <laughs> you can certainly hear us. And we have many listeners in Cape Town on DSTV. Keenan, uh, you're a new columnist in the Southern Cross, and we work very closely with the Southern Cross, going to Simmermacher and, and ourselves and uh, the whole team down there. And it's such a joy for us to, to hear that the Southern Cross is also growing from strength to strength. And, and I believe you're a new columnist at the Southern Cross. Is that right? I am. I am. Um, I was approached by the editor um, to do some writing because I'm very active on Facebook, so my statuses becomes very religious sometimes, mm-hmm. um, especially for for people on my Facebook wall who are um, atheists and do not believe in God and uh, might not find the Catholic Church too appealing to themselves. Right. So he approached me, he asked me to write about my own life experiences, being someone who considered re- religious life, also someone who is married now, he's a broadcaster as well as an entertainer, and uh, a son of a priest, believe it or not. Well, there you go. Well, you've got the good voice for broadcasting, I must say. Thank you very much. I think you better move up here and join us at Radio Veritas. <laughs> uh, I would love that. I would love that. But, uh, yeah, maybe I'll live in Pretoria and travel through to Joburg every day. Yeah, why not? Why not? Now, Keenan, um, <clears throat> tell us something about your life. Now, you, you say you're a magician. I am. I am. I started performing magic in 2005. Um, In that year, um, okay, let me actually start at the beginning. In that year, I was in grade 7. I'm basically giving my age away. I'm 26 this year, turning 27. Um, The director of the College of Magic, David Gore, he did a visit at my school. I was at Kenwin Primary. I remember it very clearly. He did a performance on the stage and then invited all students at my school who would like to learn the art of magic to join them that particular Saturday. And my dad, who had gone to school with David at uh, the then Savio College, said, okay, you'll send me to the open day that Saturday. Went to the open day, never stopped. I was at the college for six years. Yes, six years. I did a six-year course, and uh, yeah, we learned children's entertainment as well as stage and close-up, which I love very, very much. And um, yeah, I started performing in December 20, uh, 2005. I remember it very, very clearly. I still charge the people. I think it was 50 rand, and then they decided to hire me for two hours, yeah. um, which was which was torture for children. If you you know performing for kids. You have to perform for them for about, say, a maximum of an hour, 45 minutes tops. And I performed for two hours, and I pulled out everything I learned that year. 
But I learned and uh, grew from strength to strength and uh, been performing ever since. But now I basically provide a service to restaurants as a restaurant entertainer, more so as a family entertainer than a children's entertainer. I'm interested to to, to hear that there is a school of magicians. Of magic. Yes, it's 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 the only one of its kind in the world. So if you're up in Joburg, you're up in New York or London or any other part of the world, yeah. and uh, you want to learn magic, you have to either check out some books at the library, uh, go on the internet and learn some things, or try to approach approach a magician. And uh, if he's keen to teach you the art of magic, then good for you. Otherwise, you'll just have to learn by a DVD. But we actually have a formal school of uh, magical arts in, in Cape Town, and it's 30-odd years old. Wow, that's incredible. And several good good magicians, I suppose. Yes, mm. several good magicians. We have the uh, Western Cape Junior Magicians Championships, which happens every year. And uh, there's always a select crowd that come there. Um, if you are in the top three, you also get nominated to represent South Africa in Las Vegas at the World Magic Seminar, as well as uh, represent uh, the province in the South African Champs, which I think is coming up soon. Wow, there you go. Anyway, you enjoy that, and it's uh, something you do. And uh, do I do, I do. I see it. I see it more as a ministry than a, than an entertainment form. And and uh, do you um, do you learn new tricks all the time? I have to, yes. um, but. But I see it more as, um, especially working in a restaurant, because there's lots of regulars that come in. So I have to keep up to scratch. I need to learn new things. I can't just be performing with cards. I need to use things that's laying around on the table as well. Um, So I do learn new effects. We don't call it tricks because tricks is for clowns and gymnasts. Um, So I need to learn new effects. And, uh, yeah, I just need to keep up to standard. Well. Good for you. Keep it up. <clears throat> Keep it up. And uh, I hope that you'll be able to reach many people. And uh, as you say, it's your ministry in many ways that you're able to do this. How do you, how do you mean a ministry? I see it as a ministry uh, more than an entertainment form because we are living in a, in a world today where a lot of people are on their social media devices, on their cell phones. I see it so, so, so much at uh, restaurants. I would approach a table, I would see mom and dad, they're busy on their cell phones or laptops, and little Johnny and, and little Sally, they're playing on their tablets and devices as well, and no one's conversing with each other, but they came out to a restaurant mm. to spend time with one another. So I see it as a ministry. I would uh, approach that particular table. I'd ask them if they'd like to see some magic. They'd say yes or no. If they say yes, they put their cell phones and uh, tablets away, and uh, they engage in the magic. And the real magic of it all is not me performing at the table. It's me leaving that particular table, turning around and observing that that family's conversing with one another, talking about what just happened at that particular table. So even though I'm not preaching the gospel when it comes to that particular table, it's bringing people together. And that's what we need in the world today Mm -hmm. is uh, more unity and uh, more thing of families getting together, eating together and conversing. All right. Very, very, very good. Now, look, tell me, Kenan, um, when you now you're a new columnist in the Southern Cross, have you got a particular theme that you are going to be focusing on? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be taking it from my own personal experience of someone who considered religious life. So the article coming up this coming weekend, um, basically released on Wednesday, 
um, is going to be on um, vocations and different callings we have. Mm. And uh, basically exploring that if you are a priest, you're not just called to be a priest, you're called into other vocations as well. Mm. Um, yourself, you're called to be the, the son of your mom, the brother of your um, sister, etc. Mm. And I, as a married man, I'm not just called into this vocation, I'm called also to go out and to proclaim the gospel, mm. to be a son of a priest and uh, to be the son of, yeah. Right. Okay. Now, you know, when you talk about that, you're the son of a priest, you are this and so on, but you're married, you've got a wife. Does she share in a lot of these things that you're doing? She does. She does. She's very supportive. She woke up early with me this morning as well. Mm -hmm. I had to get up at 8 o'clock. Yeah, so I could be more of a morning person on radio. And uh, she's sitting in the other room and she's tuned in. She's listening and she's very supportive when it comes to me writing for the Southern Cross, me doing different things, having dreams and visions. Mm. And, you know, she's she's just this ideal wife. Yes. What's her name? Her name's Nicolette. Nicolette. And what does she do? Nicolette. What does she do? She's a medical doctor. She finished oh. her um, comserve last year, so mm-hmm. she's busy locuming at the moment. She's studying, and yeah, she's a medical doctor. Wonderful. And you have any children? We don't. We have two dogs named Popeye and Olive, and uh, <laughs> they just had a bunch of uh, puppies uh, early December. Um, three of them, two of them passed away, unfortunately, and uh, Oreo's still around. Okay, well, there you go. Somebody said to me, someone recently sent me an SMS to say there was a woman in Brackpan. She was blonde, they said, and she had two dogs. She called them Rolex and uh, Seiko. And then somebody said to them, well, why do you call these two dogs Raylo, Ray, uh, uh, watch names, you see? Stupid, she says, they are watchdogs. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, very good. I think I'm going to keep that one. Hey, I'm going to keep that one. I hope they don't mind. I'm going to keep that joke till the next time I approach another restaurant. There we go. Anyway, now listen. Um, so you're going to be writing on things like vocations and things, and and no doubt a few a few other things as well. Your wife does she write as well? She doesn't. She, she doesn't. doesn't. Um, she's but, yeah. She's too much into the books, studying but, and so on. So she doesn't write. But I'm sure she gives you some ideas. She does. Yeah. She does. And uh, she will be the first person that I get to, to, to ask to read an article that I've written. Like, I've completed this article. Now I'm already planning the next one. Right. Um, I, I usually run the idea past and she says, yeah, maybe take it from a different angle. You're being a bit harsh there. Mm. Uh, I try that out. Um, yeah, so she's very supportive when it comes very to that. Very nice. Lovely to have somebody like that, that you can just bounce things off, eh? It is, it is. Now tell me, uh, Keenan, you you also do, are you still doing broadcasting? I am. I'm working at a, I'm not going to do any publicizing or anything, but I'm working at a very well-known radio station in Cape Town, which has a sister station in Joburg, Mm -hmm. um, as a late-night producer. So I was up to about 2 o'clock this morning. Um, Yeah, so that's what I do. I'm behind the scenes, though. So you must be exhausted you need to Not go. really. If you if you enjoy what you love doing, you yeah. you basically find the energy and you find that passion. Yeah. I don't actually think I'm going to go back to sleep this morning. Maybe a little bit later I'll take a nap. But yeah. no, I love what I do. That's fantastic. That's very nice. So all right. So you're going to be. So you still you don't do actually microphone work. You're really just doing a production. I, yeah, I just do production, but I do some microphone work at 
uh, a theme park here in Cape Town, and then I do some podcasts as well. My passion um, is essentially to be on air, and that's what I'm working toward, to be on air again. Right. Um, just waiting for that opportunity. I'm knocking on all the doors that I can, trying to break down the windows, but it just seems like it's uh, double-glazed and uh, shatterproof, and I can't get through them. <laughs> but uh, I think by the grace of God, I'll be able to get through sometime. Well, you've got a good voice for radio, as far as I can see and hear. So I hope you. Thank you very much. I, I hope do you appreciate go to that. The sentiments yeah. are awesome. Wonderful. All right, Lakinen. Um, do you do any comments on politics or anything of that nature, or are you really just? I don't do any comments on politics. I try to keep it uh, real. To okay, let's talk about the reader because I was going to say listener. Um, uh-huh. I was I was speaking to your producer on Friday, and I was mentioning that. I like to take things from from a social perspective. Yeah. Uh, that is my passion. Um, I've gone around, done motivational talks at schools, etc. Especially being a victim of bullying back at school myself. Mm. So I take it from 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 a real um, perspective. Um, yes, politics do tie in very well, but I don't I don't really follow the politics that 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 closely. Mm-hmm. So it's more of taking something that affects somebody in the community and writing on that. Right. Now, Keenan, one of the, one of the things that I've discovered in, in my experience in, in the media is that there are many, tech, uh, many uh, journalists who are good journalists and they write well and they've they got their, their, foot on, their feet on the ground and so on, but they really know very little about their faith. Do you, do, are you inspired by many of the things uh, about our faith? So when you write something, I mean, uh, are you inspired by the church or by the gospels or by the teachings of the church or whatever? I am, I am. And uh, that's where I'd come up with a lot of my topics. I would sit in Mass, I would be praying there after communion or before Mass, uh, praying the rosary, um, just in adoration. And that's where I'd come up with a lot of my topics, and I'd be like, Okay, so Father, why are you saying that? Mm. Okay, let's try to explore that. Let's talk about it. Then I'd talk to my friends about certain things, and uh, that's how I'd come up with the topics. But faith is very inspiring, um, right. especially for someone who considered religious life. Right. Um, doesn't mean that I got married, that I turned away from vocation. I just chose a different one. Right. Um, so faith can be very inspiring. I think I answered the question. Wonderful. Yes, no, you have indeed. So th- th- these are the sort of things I think that, that are important, that if, if you are going to be writing for the Southern Cross, that at least you've got some grounding in your faith, which will also give you a bit of inspiration in the things that you write about. Have you met any of the other common, uh, uh, what do we call them, columnists at, radio, at, um, at the Southern Cross? I haven't, beside Miss uh, Errol Carl, so gay, who conducted the interview with yeah. a previous um, thing talking about my vocation and journey and all of that, yeah. leading up to this weekend's edition. Um, I haven't, beside, beside her. She's, I'd love to meet her. I've never met her, and she writes so well. And, uh, she and she wrote about me. I celebrated my Golden Jubilee as a priest the beginning of December. And, uh, Congratulations. She, yeah, thank you very much. And she put together a, a very beautiful piece all about me. I felt quite embarrassed, actually. But, <laughs> but she, generally speaking, she writes very well and, uh, and broadly and, and many articles in the Southern Cross. So you yeah, keep in touch with her, certainly. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Keenan, anything more you want to say about yourself? Um, no, that's about it. That's me. That's me in a nutshell. Right. Um, I, think, I think I mentioned everything, yeah. 
And now you say, people might be saying, oh, this guy's a son of a priest. Oh, really? Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, my dad's a priest in a, um, in a, well, not in the Catholic Church because, because we're not allowed to marry, but right. he's a priest in a church called the Anglican Catholic Church. It's very traditional Anglican. They still celebrate Mass with the back to the people and so on. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, previously being divorced and his married, marriage not being annulled in the Catholic Church, mm. um, we basically grew up and lived in the Anglican Church for quite some time until my early teens, mm -hmm. until we left the Anglican Church, and then I started attending Masses with my granny, and that's where I stayed at Our Lady Up of Christians in Lansdowne, where my grandfather was the, was the deacon until his death in 2002. Okay. And then my dad's still not feeling very comfortable in the church because he can't really participate comfortably, yes. um, especially not receiving communion, participating... Um, ministry, yeah. he found the Anglican Catholic Church and studying for the Roman Catholic priesthood with the servants of Christ the priest, he met them, um, did a little bit of studying their canons and their rules and regulations and so on, and in December 2005, the Saturday, he was ordained deacon and then priest, and now he's the canon of the theological college in South Africa. So yeah, I have this privilege of having a father as a priest, and that's where I can get a lot of my answers from because I can ask him questions. doesn't mean that he's not in the church that doesn't have the, like, the answers, and right. he doesn't have the answers. He has this library full of books, yeah. and you would go to the book, and you'd say, okay, Keenan, this is why we do a certain thing in the church, and that is why that rule is there in place in the church and so on. Mm. So I have that opportunity, I have that privilege. Okay. Yeah, but he's not, he's not a Catholic priest. Okay, well, well, thanks for that bit of information. Keenan, what do you do in your spare time to relax? In my spare time to relax, I, I enjoy just hanging out with my wife. We, we watch a lot of movies. We go out to the cinema. We've basically seen everything that's out there. I even went to go and watch Paddington 2 the other day because mm -hmm. I, was, I was a little bit bored. She was working and I didn't have anything to do, so I decided I'm going to take myself to the movies. Um, let's check out something that she hasn't watched yet and something that she hasn't uh, or that she's not really looking forward to watching. So I watched Paddington 2. I enjoyed that. Right. We also enjoy going out hiking, uh, relaxing at home, watching movies. Uh, cooking, performing magic, podcasting is one of my things as well. And yeah, just chilling. Wow, that's very nice. So you love the outdoor life? We love the outdoor life. We yes. go out hiking, not as often as we are supposed to, um, because she's studying at the moment. Um, yeah, but we try to keep active and fit right. and go out cycling, go out jogging, just enjoy each other's time together. That's fantastic. Uh, Keenan, you're a young man. What are your ambitions for the future? My ambitions for the future is uh, to one day, as I mentioned earlier, to be on air again. That is, that is top priority, but, but basically to grow in faith, to bring others to know and love and serve Christ, um, working with youth in the parish and in the church, and, um, yeah, just exploring my different vocations, which I have. I have, I have a lot of dreams and ambitions where I'd like to perform on a grand stage as a magician. I'd like to be a drive-time presenter again on a, on a commercial radio station. I'd like to grow as, as a person of faith. I'd like to grow as a Catholic. I'd like to learn more about this religion of ours. And I'd also like to grow as a husband and eventually as a father one day.
Fantastic. Well, you've got the great ambitions, you've got the right ambitions, and I wish you well for the future. And I really hope that you and Nicolette will uh, continue to flourish and, and grow in your love for each other and in your combined kind of apostolate, because she helps you and you help her. You love one another, you love the outdoors. I mean, you just I just found you such a well-rounded sort of person. And I'm certainly going to be reading your columns with great, great interest. And please, if ever you're up in Johannesburg, do stop in at Radio Veritas. We'd love to meet you. Most certainly. Thank you very much for the invite. Thank you very much, Keenan. God bless you, and thank you for talking to us. God bless. Have a good morning. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye now. That was Keenan Williams. Keenan Williams is a new Southern Cross columnist, and uh, you buy your Southern Cross on the Sunday. It'll cost you eight rand fifty. It's gone up fifty cents now, eight rand fifty. But certainly worthwhile to buy your copy of the Southern Cross. And if it's not at your church, your Catholic church door this coming Sunday, please ask your your parish priest or the pastoral council chairperson or whoever. Say, can't we get the Southern Cross here? You know, I'm urging you, please do support um, Radio Veritas and all your Catholic media because we so desperately need your help and your support. So remember, when you go to Mass on a Sunday, make it your business to buy your copy of the Southern Cross. Lots to read about of great interest and to help you grow in your faith. Radio Veritas. Catholic Nation.